Drop it. F U T. F U T. F F F U T. F U T. Hello, footies. Welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of foot news and analysis. We are foot in review, as well as bringing you all of that latest content goodness. We, of course, as part of footcoaching.com, will give you tactics, gameplay advice, and little hints to help you improve your game and navigate your way through FIFA Ultimate Team. My name is Dan Wimbush, otherwise known as Wimby, and we have a very special show today because not only do we have the Foot Birthday Team 2 to discuss, but we have an interview with content creator and trading Patreon leader Ezekiel more commonly known as Jack Fowler. So stay tuned for that. Plenty to get into with Jack, including his thoughts on how the FIFA scene has changed over the past few years, the demands of being a content creator, what he thinks about the recent EA scandals, and of course, little tips and hints on how you can uh, boost your coin balance going forward, not just in this FIFA, but beyond. However, before we get to Jack, we do have that foot birthday team too to discuss, and who better to talk about it with the, my regular partner in crime. He is the teddy bear. He is Grandpapa Mac. It is Chris. Chris, welcome back. Thanks, Wimby. Thanks for that great introduction and uh, what a team we have. I think they must realise that it's foot coach's birthday today. So they've done a special it is. for John. So happy birthday, John, because uh, this team is definitely the apex predators. Um, I know that EA normally have a criticism that's uh, team two is always the weakest one, but I think EA just went, here, hold my beer. Look at this, guys. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Very happy birthday to John. I should say as well that you're listening to episode 256, and it is April the 2nd. Thank you very much if you're just joining us for the first time or if you're returning back. Hello. And uh, great to have you with us again. But yeah, Chris, you're absolutely right. What a team, too. And there is a one player in particular that I'm sure you'll be keen to discuss. Gunter, right? Emery Chan. Yeah, absolutely. Can do. No, the man we've been waiting for. I've been waiting this since summer heat last year's edition of the game. Brian Kent is back. As I say, the apex predator is back. Cannot wait. Hopefully you're going to pack him or definitely going to buy him. Yeah, 11 new players to talk about. And Kent is one of the the big ones. Adama Traore also there to give you uh, nightmares from uh, back in October where he was in everybody's team, that gold card. But yeah, 11 players. The uh, highest rated of the two are Luka Modric, who's got a 92. He's been upgraded to a five-star weak foot, four-star skill moves. Raheem Sterling as well, 92 rated card with five-star skills and four-star weak foot. We've also got Polinio, Awa, uh, Tamori, Atal, Bernadici. I'm sorry, John, I've butchered that Juventus name. <laughs> And uh, Mr. Gunter as well, and not the former one that used to play for Reading. Uh, we've got a couple of ejected players and SBCs to get into as well, but just some more thoughts on this team, Chris. First of all, is it better than that team one we got last Friday? Oh, it's night and day, when we night and day. Uh, this is definitely the main course to last uh, last week's starter. I think everybody was a little bit gutted last week, but this one is just, as I say, is unbelievable. Yeah, I look at this team, and aside from it, again, apologies, Mr. Gunter, but uh, apart from him, any one of these players that you pack would be really exciting. Whereas last week, you did have a few that you felt were just kind of filler. The likes of Simon and uh, Huang Hee Chan just kind of didn't really satisfy you. I mean, those ironically being the two that I packed. But you look at this and any one of them, 
you think would walk into most teams at this stage? Yeah, I think I think you know you, you're looking at it and thinking this year probably the Premier League is the the league to go with. You know, look at those. Certainly, look at Sterling and uh, Adama Traore. You know, those two up front, and then you add in Saka, uh, the Scouse Socrates, and then even when we get to Chowdhury, I mean, he'll make it make your team easily. So I think the Premier League is definitely well represented this year. Yeah, lots of familiar faces from from FIFA's past as well. Yusuf Atal is in there. I really like the look of him. He's an 87-rated right midfielder, five-star skill moves, five-star weak foot, 97 pace, 87 shooting, 90 dribbling. He's got 84 physicals as well. He's a player that can play anywhere on the pitch. Uh, Of course, we had a road to the final card, which unfortunately didn't get past the group stage earlier in the season. That was an 83-rated card. This one looks a cracker, Chris. This is the one I want to pack. The only issue, for, I think, for a lot of people will be the links, uh, being Algerian and Ligue 1. So you might struggle to get him in. But I think that is actually helping if you do want him because his price is a bit lower at the moment. He's only coming in at about half a million coins. Well, I had his uh, team of the season last year. And uh, no matter how many times I tried to get him out of the team, he always made his way back in. And uh, as you, I mean, if you look at his, you don't need to touch his pace. Pace is absolutely fine. Don't need to touch that. And then if you even put something like a finisher on him, uh, his his shooting's unbelievable. And then also his dribbling's really good as well. And with that five star weak foot and five star skills, he's going to take some stopping. It allows you potentially to keep Mbappe in your team, and also then you know the Neymar slot stays the Neymar slot. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for those of you new to the show, if you are a member of our Patreon, you get to listen to the show live and contribute questions. And uh, our great pal Nishant has just said, slap an architect on a towel and his strength is amazing. Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to look at it now. Chucking an architect on him would... 95, 94. Yeah, he's he's going to take on uh, Tyson Fury. (laughs) Yeah, love high aggression on a player this year. And that would take him up to 94. I mean, yeah, you chuck an architect on him. He's a 92 rated right midfielder, a 90 rated central midfielder as well. There's just nowhere he can't really play. I mean, even if you put a shadow on him, he's an 88 rated centre-back. Just a, a great player. It's one of those players that you desperately want to just pack, but not buy. Um, because he's just a player that would be really handy to have on your bench all year. Um, because, as I said, he can come on in any kind of situation. But, as I said, lots of players that you'd like to have. I mean, maybe you would look at, say, Polinio, 90 rated. But those tough links being in, in the Chinese Super League and say maybe that's one you, you might not like. But, again... Yeah, again, but he links with Neymar. So, if you've got, say, yeah. Roberto Carlos is left, uh, you play a 4 and you've got uh, you know play Paulinho and then you've got Roberto Carlos behind him and then you've got Neymar in front of him. You just need to icon, potentially icon block him. And there's also good centre-backs who are Brazilian as well, if you even got someone like Cannavaro. So Paulinho's always been one that's played really well in this game, uh, but never, as you say, his links have always been the problem with the Chinese league. Yeah, he's been upgraded. He said uh, five-star weak foot, four-star skill moves. Uh, 81 pace, again, might be the only sort of issue, but... I mean, dominating stats elsewhere, 86 defensive rate, 91 physical, 87 passing and 87 shooting as well. Very much usable as a box-to-box midfielder, as is uh, the man also 90 rated, Awa. Now, he's a player that had a foot freeze card earlier in the year that they sort of boosted up to be kind of more of an, a, a striker even or a, or a cam. But this one seems much more rounded 
uh, being boosted his defence up now to 75. He was a player that I used in last year's team of the season. And I really enjoyed that card. And again, it's just a really sort of appealing option. Again, four-star skill moves, five-star weak foot. Really like the look of this card. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably more of a cam if you look at him because his defensive stats are probably a little bit weak to play, you know, box to box, probably. Could be wrong there. Uh, but 92, as you say, 92 acceleration, uh, just again another good card. And league in, coming back strong, trying to keep the EPL in its sights. Yeah, I mean, if you chuck it again, <laughs> the old the old cliche, chuck a shadow on him. And I, I think he's usually, he's a bit like Bruno Fernandes in that maybe he's not, massively designed to be that box-to-box player, but he's certainly very yeah. usable. You know, I said with the shadow, he goes up to 90 interceptions. Defensive awareness goes up to 81. Standing tackle, 85. Sliding tackle, 85 as well. Um, so again, just a, a really nice card to get your hands on. I'm sounding like a broken record here, but it's just, like we said at the, the top of the show, such a nice team. I mean, with Alwar as well, he's got the outside the foot shot trait, flair and finesse. So yeah, if you can work him in, in sort of a cam role, you're laughing. Anybody else? Oh, well, everybody stands up. But anyone else you want to focus on? I mean, I think if I, if I actually, to be honest with you, there's a player who we could get for free, but we will get for free because he's an objective player. And when you compare him to uh, 89 Canty, uh, I'm talking about Chowdhury here, he actually measures up better, um, which is a surprise because Canty is always a great player in this game. I always have him in my team, but Chowdhury, you look at him, first of all, he's five foot ten. He actually yep. weighs less than Kante, so he's going to be a lean body from that point of view. And if you, you just look at his, um, so he's got the gain, the same as Kante, high medium work rates. And his stats are brilliant as well. Um, he's quicker than Kante, um, and his passing's better because he's got the, you know, the, 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 the weak, five star weak foot, so he's going to get a lot of uh, trouble. We need to be sometimes Kante's passing can be a little bit off. And if he's in the same places that Canty's going to be, he's going to be the Leicester Canty. Yeah, and it's been a good day for Leicester fans as well. So we've got Eddie Ian Accio uh, has been named the Premier League Player of the Month for March. His SBC was released today, 203,000. Um, little bit on the expensive side for an 86-rated card with only a three-star weak foot, four-star skills. But again, if you're a Leicester fan or a Premier League fan, that's an option. So with... Chowdhury being a free objectives card as well. That gives you a nice link in there. Of course, you've got foot birthday, Jamie Vardy as well. We've had uh, future stars, Harvey Barnes. So, yeah, you could be quite a nice little Leicester side. I mean, Sam, if, you, if, you have, if you've got the coins, you would go Raheem Sterling, Adama, uh, and then you'd have Saka if you've, you know, if you've got the coins, and then you'd have Chowdhury behind them potentially. I mean, that, as I say, the Premier League is becoming a very strong league even before we've got to the team of the season. And when team of the season comes, that could be the way to go. I've always said Bundesliga, probably a good one to go in because you're not playing a high value. But actually, the Premier League, this uh, version of FIFA is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Adama, 1.6 million. Well, about 1.5 million. This is very early. We're only recording this around 7 o'clock. So, you know, the values will, I'm sure, fluctuate quite rapidly. But, you know, Adama, 98 acceleration, 97 sprint speed. I mentioned at the top of the show, if you were playing FIFA back in October, he was in every squad. Um, but of course, back then, the problem with that gold card was that the shooting was really weak. They've t- obviously boosted that significantly <laughs> for this card. He's got 87 shooting, 99 shot power, um, finishing 87 
He's got 86 long shots. Now, the volleys are a bit of an issue. Only 69 on volley. So if he's someone that likes to lob balls into the box, might need to do something about that. But he's got 98 strength, so he's going to bully his way in. High attacking work rate, low defensive work rate. Chris, this is going to be a card that is just going to sit on your back line and give you nightmares. Yeah, I mean, the four-star weak foot, five-star skills, big, strong, you know, pulling him off the ball. Uh, we put the Sean's architect on again. He just looks like the incredible Hulk. Um, and he's going to be a good, fu- good fun card to play with because he's got a slightly different look to most players. A bit like Sterling. You know, I'm a, a great... I like the guys who've got their own animation. I think Sterling, you know, with his own animation, I think it's just a little bit quicker than the stock one. Uh, yeah, I just think, you know, we could wax lyrical about that card. It's, it's one that you hope to hope to pack. Uh, he's at 1.5 the now. I don't know, maybe a million for that one. I think Raheem Stilling will have the, the Saka effect. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over 2 million when people start to play with him. So maybe 1.8 at the moment is cheap, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, a couple of players that I wanted to compare him to, if you look at Rule Breaker and Bappe, his 91 card, which on the market, again, is it's about 1.9 on PlayStation and 1.5 on Xbox. You know, he's got, Adama's got 14 better face stats uh, just slightly comes down about 20 points below, though, in the total in-game stats. But both of them, five-star skill moves, four-star weak foot. So you can sort of see why he settled in at that price. And again, he's actually slightly quicker than Mbappe as well. And of course, you had the Ansu Fati card as well, talking about Spanish strikers that came out. He's still hovering around around one and a half million on Xbox, 1.75 on PS. Putting you on the spot, obviously very early to say, but it, you know they're roughly all around the same price. Which of the three would you want in your team right now? Well, as a Rangers fan, I want Ryan Kent, so it won't really <laughs> to me. What, but taking taking the Rangers scarf off and the Rangers Tammy and that I've got on as well, and all the badges. Um, I think Raheem Sterling is the one. Cause I think at the start of the game, his goal card was really good. As I say, he's got that individual look as well, and I think that will make him special in-game. So let's be honest, if the Mbappe Team of the Year card had blue hair, you could probably add another million pounds on it, million <laughs> coins onto that. And I just think those players who look unique just make that game a little bit special. So maybe I'm being a bit of a, you know, it's no actually looking at stats, but just saying the, the card itself. For me, I would I think Raheem Sterling is, is a great card. And it then moves Mbappe, sorry, Neymar out of the Neymar slot. Yeah. Um, out of the three I mentioned, in terms of Adama, Mbappe and Fatih, I would still probably take Mbappe just because he's got that unique body type and he's just got the special source. But again, if you're someone that can't work him into your team, if you're running a Premier League squad, Adama certainly one to look at. Um, I'm always slightly wary, though, about cards that get boosted too high about whether they match up to their stats. There's this whole kind of... Mm-hmm. If their gold card feels great and unique, then it tends to translate well. But if it doesn't, then sometimes you can get what that kind of fake stat feeling. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I'll be keen to see what some of the reviews are on Adama. I mean, I said right now you're buying basically off the off the stats, the face card stats. So mm-hmm. be interesting to see what it is. And it is a lot of money to commit. Links wise, again, you, you're kind of gonna. Ha- There's not a great deal of Spanish players. If you wanted to make a hybrid, but obviously lots of Premier League options for you to get your teeth into. And it'll be very interesting to see what his price set was at. But yeah, 11 fantastic options. I said, you know, I, I made fun of Mr. Gunter, but again, you know, he's coming in at 120K. He's a nine, got 95 pace 
down that wow. uh, left-hand side for a left-back as well with 89 physical and 84 defending as well. So again, I, I don't think that there is a bad card. If you see those flares tonight, you're going to be you're going to be pretty damn happy. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get into a few more reviews on those players as people get to use them a little bit. We've already mentioned Hamza Chowdhury being one of the objective players, but Chris, I, I didn't want to leave this show without mentioning one of the more fun and interesting objective players we've had in a while, Mr. Mandanda, goalkeeper. I mean, EA have, have pulled a little rabbit out of their hat. For those that haven't seen the objective mode, just explain what you have to do to unlock this 88-rated goalkeeper. Basically, you've got to enter, as our good friend Adam A calls it, goalie wars, <laughs> goalkeeper wars. Um, as far as I'm led to believe, and I, I've not actually started, but this may keep me from weekend league, um, this this subjective, uh, is you must have far as 11 goalkeepers. And I actually think the school's full squad has to be goalkeepers. Yeah, it has to be a full squad, yeah, your bench. So lots of people are yeah. making the mistake of uh, trying to sub on Mbappe and not having those games register. So, so I think you're going to have a game that looks like young kids when they first play football and, and all 20 kids run after the ball and they run back after the ball and it's going to be, I think it's going to be absolute great fun. Um, I think there's one or two people on Twitter have said these are the best goalkeepers. I think one's got 38 finishing. So you may miss a few open goals, but I don't know. Have you done any of it yourself? I've not, I've not had a chance yet. I'm looking forward to getting it into over the weekend. It's just something a little bit different. I've heard uh, apparently Peter Schmeichel is a demon. All right, oh, well, worth, well, do his loan card, guys. If you're not <laughs> sure about doing the, the icon swaps, I would certainly certainly do his, his loan card and get yourself uh, Steve Mandanda, um, an 88 uh, league and goalkeeper as well. So that's a good one to have. But I think, actually, the card is immaterial. I think it's just that mode's going to be an absolute yeah. laugh. Yeah, a bit of fun. Uh, and we've talked about it in previous shows, um, giving credit to EA where it's due, because they have come up yeah. with a few interesting modes. It's nice to see them use that. And yeah, he's a, he's a really nice card to have. It'll fit into a lot of sides. Um, and yes, if not, it's a free 88 card for fodder. He's got five-star skills. So always, I was going to say, it was nice to have as a goalkeeper. So if you're someone that likes playing out from the back, maybe that suits you. Uh, a couple of SBCs as well in the foot birthday stakes. We've had Dimitri Payet has been released tonight. And of course, yesterday we had Javinho. Either of those two on your radar, Chris? Uh, no, I, I would think probably not, to be honest with you. I think we're we're all hoping that there's um, another player from Ligon going to come out very soon. I won't go into any speculation because we don't do that here. No, I don't think any of those two are, are ones that would potentially... I know that a lot of guys, including myself in that, have done well out of player picks and probably have a lot of dupes at the moment and are waiting for a decent SPC to come out. But I, for me, none of those two kind of float my boat. Um, Dimitri Payet's just probably just a little bit too low rated. No, he's not very overly expensive to do, um, but probably just a little bit uh, too low rated for me to do. Yeah, Pae coming in at around 200,000 on consoles. 89 rated, getting placed on Marseille. So again, you'd have that uh, link with Mandanda if you can somehow... Well, you can't really because you can't really chuck him into defence. But <laughs> anyway, he's... Eight, you know, one can dream. Um, he's, eight, as I said, 89 rated. He's got five-star weak foot, four-star skills. But... Again, he kind of suffers a bit because you can't really play him as a box to box because he's got uh, forty. He's just forty three rated defensive wise. So even if you put a shadow on him, he couldn't really do the job. As, as my cat walks in, meowing, clearly wanting something. Um, oh, a very cat friendly show in this one. Oh, very absolutely. cat friendly. You know, never work with with kids and animals. They say when you're doing doing the media. But uh, anyway, <laughs> while she walks in, trying to distract me, yeah, 
by eight, coming in at 200,000, because he can't play as a box to box, you would need to really play him as a cam. His shooting is just about good enough. I think if you wanted to try and work him in as a striker, you could put a hunter on him uh, and that sort of boosts him up, gives him 97 finishing, 94 shot power, 99 volleys, uh, and uh, 95 positioning as well. But Again, the composure, 89, not too bad. Agility, 91, 90 balance. I'm kind of talking myself into this the more I actually look at it. <laughs> um, but again, if you were looking for a League One, Ligue 1 player to play up front, he's coming in roughly the same price these days as Neymar, and you're not too far away from Mbappe's gold card as well. So yeah. again, I, I, don't, I think it's a bit of a crutch when people just say, oh, we'll go out and buy Neymar, but... You know, unless you've got a particular attachment to him, I, I don't think this is one you should rush out to do. Uh, Javinho, a, a left wing option from Syria, 150k, so a lot cheaper. He's got 97 pace, which is great. Five star skills, very nice. The three star weak foot lets it down a little bit, yeah. and of course, it's, it's a tricky nation, uh, tricky nation to link as well. If you don't run a Syria squad, uh, being from the Ivory Coast. Any markets? He's only 150k. Yeah, 150k. But I just, I just, for me, and, and um, maybe I just remind. Uh, it was at Arsenal, wasn't it? And didn't ever take yeah. a great, a great time. At Arsenal. It's always put me off that card. You know, real life football puts me off a, you know, a foot card. Um, it's always put me off that one. I think the three star weak foot at this stage of the game is a no no. With the amount of, you know, if you look at the cards we've got this this team too. I think three star is just done the guy dirty to be honest with you yeah he's got no traits either as well so i mean look a lot of people will be opening a lot of packs so it's one where if you've got a lot of dupes and you want to stick them somewhere and you do run a Syria side he's he's a half decent card but again it's not screaming if, you, if you're quite high up the power curve now it's not one that screams you know you have to do me so uh one of the sbc outs that i should mention as well today we had Karim benzema was named the uh, La Liga Player of the Month for March. So they've given him a 94-rated Player of the Month card. That comes in at uh, a humble 185,000, Chris. Now, this one takes takes my more of my fancy just from the fact if you do have a lot of dupes, it's a really good way to get a 94-rated card, and that will go a long way to getting you perhaps the mm-hmm. SBC of your dreams later on. I have to say, I have his uh, headliner card, uh, 95 one, and I'm trying to bring him more into the game. And that card, then it's just one more. If he hits that ball, that ball stays hit, and he very rarely misses. And his, his pace isn't that bad. And he's, he's actually a really good card once you get used to using him. So I think the 94 would be quite good fun. As you say, if you've got dupes from the player picks, not a bad shout. 94 rated when the R9 hopefully comes out um, from that point of view. Do you, would, you, would you advise him to players? You know, you sort of mentioned you have to learn how to use him. Would there anyone else you'd compare him to? Well, I use him in weekend league and I, I sub him in at the same time as uh, Reina, who's a really good card, the Boot Academy one. That's yeah. a really good card. And I think a lot of people maybe sleep on that, probably got it in their team or sorry, in their club and don't use them. And those two actually dovetail well together. I normally play Benzema slightly behind them. So like a centre forward role. And actually, he's a, really, he's a good card. And I say his pace does, doesn't really show, especially near the end of the game when I sub those two on. And he scores me a lot of important goals. Uh, it reminds me a bit of Cantona, just misses probably the, the skill moves from that point of view. Big, strong, 
powerful shot, good at passing, holds the ball up well, will bring other players in. So, no, it's a good card. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's one if, you, if you've got a bit of fodder or if you run a La Liga team, do it. You will have to get used to him a bit. But, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, with those shooting stats and his heading stats as well, we'll get a good few goals from set pieces. So, one to keep an eye on. I think if you were going to do either of the two player of the months today, I would certainly do him over Ian Acho. But uh, obviously, it depends on your preference, and it's, it's nice to have those options. Right, that just about wraps up our thoughts on Foot Birthday Team 2. As mentioned, I'm sure we'll have lots more on that next week. Um, remember, if you are new to the show, we go three times a week at the moment. We are on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Now, you can get early access to content, including the interview you're about to hear with Jack Fowler Ezekiel, by joining our Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash foot in review and if you join that you get access to the discord you get discounts on coaching with john over at footcoaching.com and lots of other little benefits and of course you do your part to help support the show you allow us to buy better equipment to join up to other subscription services and, and generally enhance uh, your experience listening to foot in review but we of course realize that not everybody's got disposable income and that's absolutely fine um, but if you do have a couple of minutes, head over on over to uh, Apple Music to the podcast section and give us that five star review because it helps spread the reach of the show. And we would very much appreciate it. Of course, remember, you can head over to footcoaching.com for all of your coaching needs. Um, plenty up in the archives on this show as well. We had another coach, Dor- Mr. Dorian, on Wednesday. So that's an interview that's certainly well worth checking out. But Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure having you with me before before I let you go and we and we hear from Jack. Will you be taking part in Weekend League? I don't know. Uh, I have registered, but last week I played to 11. I played on Sunday only and I did objectives on Saturday and I had an absolute laugh. So I possibly we're going to go with goalie wars and also <laughs> do Chowdhury. Can I just say, if MD's doing going to do Chowdhury, which you actually think you should do, it's assist five goals with CDMs. I would do either... Uh, put one, and you need four-star weak foot as well uh, for the next goals. I would just change one of my CMs or my cams, bring them back, stick them as a CDM for the for the sake of managerial masterpiece, and just get that those sections done as quick as possible. Yeah, what about great. yourself, Wimby? You you going to play weekend league? No, no, no. With a uh, with a very young baby, that that just ain't going to happen. But um, I'll certainly try and get 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 dip my toe into goalie wars. Hopefully, maybe get a few. Uh, rivals games going as well and try and try and sneak rank one over the course of a week but no 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 weekend league for me unfortunately but yeah lots to do in fifa so get on it i hope whatever you're playing this weekend you have a great time the following you're about to hear is the interview i conducted with ezekiel uh, jack fowler uh, we can we made it on tuesday so it was before the latest um, foot birthday team was out so that's why maybe not referencing some of these some of these awesome cards. Really good listen. Hope you enjoy it. As I said, we touch on loads of topics from trading to content creation, thoughts on FIFA, on EA, and much more. So yeah, head on over. It gives plenty of plugs onto where you can find his content later. But Chris, uh, we're not going to drop it yet. We'll save that to the end of the show. But all I'll say is have a great weekend, buddy. You too, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And uh, stay tuned yet. Yeah, we'll have a new show up on Monday. John will be hosting that and hopefully uh, myself and Chris we might be back on Wednesday as a little spoiler fingers crossed yeah okay thank you very much and so without further ado here is that interview with Jack Fowler interview
Yes, hello, footies. I'm delighted to be joined by a big name in the FIFA scene. Delighted to say, Jack Fowler. <laughs> you know, disagree with that one. Disagree okay. with that one. So I go for medium, medium face in the FIFA we'll go scene. For, we'll go for small, irrelevant YouTuber. That's what we'll go for. Hey, look, you've got more followers than me. So to me, you're a big <laughs> name. It is Jack Fowler, it is Ezekiel. Mate, thanks very much for taking the time to join us today. No worries, man. I'm excited to get talking about FIFA. Because often, not just usually you're just looking at people complain about the game on Twitter or you, you don't really get to engage in a proper conversation. A lot more comes out in a conversation rather than just, you know, 140 characters or whatever it is on Twitter now if it's 280, isn't it? Exactly. And uh, we, try and, we try and keep as positive as we can here. Obviously, we'll call out stuff that needs to be called out, but we like to try and look at some of the good things about this game. And ultimately, that's the reason you should be playing it because you enjoy this game. You shouldn't be playing it because you, yeah. you have to. Um, but let's, let's go back to the start for you. What came first, football or FIFA? Oh, for me? Oh, talking about my YouTube channel? No, just you in general. What do you love first, the game or the oh, game I itself am, or FIFA? I am up there with one of the people, a very few people that I don't actually have as much of an interest in football in real life, uh, to be honest with you. Like, I support Arsenal. I, around the Invincibles times, I was one of the kids that like loved playing football, played from like, school and everything like that. But... Um, after that, like I just I watched the occasional big match like the Tottenham match, Arsenal versus Tottenham the other day I watched, but well obviously all the World Cups I watched, but generally I just speaking, it's just it's, there's so much going on in football, I can't keep up with it. So I don't keep in up to date with all the football really, unless it's a, a FIFA related. I actually have really good football knowledge based off of FIFA, basically. <laughs> it's always great when um, you see certain content creators that, that, that don't follow football and they just yeah. get name pronunciations horribly wrong. Uh, yeah, that's you know me. That. That's me. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I equally butcher stuff, so I'm not going to throw stones in glass houses. What was your first FIFA then? My first FIFA will be one that I, I don't know for sure I can recall, but probably somewhere between FIFA 04 and 06, probably so, somewhere in that kind of like 2005, like mid 2000s. Uh, sorry, yeah, mid. Yeah, would it make sense to say mid 2000s? Yeah. No, because it'd be 2050, wouldn't it? But you know what mid I mean. Wait, would it make sense? I don't know. Um, yeah, but basically the one where it had, I think, Edgar Davids on the front of his goggles and Burkamp, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think that around that time, I had friends that played uh, Pro Evo when it was actually a bit more of a competitor at the time. Um, you know, I, you know, as a, I don't know how old I would have been then, but I was probably playing career mode. There wasn't an online presence. I don't even think we even had online. Uh, if it did, it was... I remember the time when, you know, X- Xbox Live was like, oh, this is new. Like, what's this? Yeah. You know? Um, so, but obviously ultimate team, I got in uh, FIFA. I think I started up. I think like everyone, everyone had a little go of it when it first was released, but then you had to pay for it. And everyone like didn't really get into it because you had to pay like a certain amount of either FIFA points or whatever the equivalent was at the time to, you know, probably like 10 or 20 quid uh, to buy the game. And then they made it free, I think on FIFA 11 or FIFA 10. Um, and that's where I really got into FIFA Ultimate Team, bunking off school to play, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that is hardcore. Like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was mean. I was very I started with the start of FIFA, the uh one on the Mega Drive, and then Oh wow. When I, when I, I, I did have it, yeah. I did have it. Yeah, yeah. Played it up on the SNES 3N64, and then I went over to Pro Evo because Pro Evo was just hands down through those early noughties, just such a great game. Uh, and then just drifted away, came back um, with lockdown. So a year ago, uh, I think I found oh, you, re- you really took that long off. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I played little bits of Pez, 
but I was very much a couch game player. Didn't really like playing football games online. So was you more of a casual? Yeah, definitely. So it was all about getting mates around the house, getting the multi-tap on, having a few drinks. Uh, this will be like... interesting then, because you're gonna, you're definitely gonna come more of like as a as a as a casual game or someone that's like you won't you won't have experienced a lot of stuff that happened between like the start of Ultimate Team to now. Yeah, well, that's it. And I'll get on to all the stuff with um, with EA in the past few weeks recently because, you know, those of you who listen to the podcast regularly, I've, I've sort of said how new I am. And I think I found yourself through, I was looking at Bronze Pack Method videos. <laughs> yeah. That's your you know, stuff. So, you know what? Uh, so, obviously, I've done YouTube a long time ago. I started, like, 2011 or something. Like, you know, I, I uploaded gold compilations, like, once every three months and um, maybe one squad build on, like, a silver team, you know, just really weird stuff. And then and then also did some COD got, uh, sniping compilations. But then I really took, took um, my channel off when I basically quit my job and thought, I'm going to make this full-time, because I was earning a couple hundred quid from YouTube AdSense. So I went full-time in, like, 2014-15. And, um, yeah, that's that's where it kind of... Where, where was I going with this? I've completely lost track of what... From my bronze, yeah, seeing you for Bronze Pack Method. That's it, yeah, sorry. So I, I absolutely went ham, 2015 kind of period, and I went off. So 2016 or FIFA 16 was when they brought in uh weekend league and I, I took a break until fifa 19 i started playing fifa 19 and then i got back into videos last year fifa 20 and that's when i started doing bronze pack methods guides how to trade you know sniping filters you know little things that like i thought as a as a viewer as a casual like viewer what do you find interesting what are you what do you what do you want to do because making pack openings spending like 300 pound or 500 pound a pack opening like People watch that because they they can't afford to do it. But what's actual what's actual advice? What is help that you can experience at home and like take that away and benefit from? It? That's where the bronze pack methods come from. Also, you know, grinding those league SPCs, which were so great last year. Oh yeah, but they aren't they aren't this year. You can't you, you know you used to get a player, didn't you, um, or two players for completely depends on which one. Uh, so you'd get players for completing the whole league SPC. Um, so you could easily use those players to essentially grinds players for free so you've got Urzel, Podolski recently come out and Vidal come out yesterday like you can go yeah you know what I'm going to spend three or four, four hours grinding league SBC get get some players get some packs maybe get a bit lucky along the way and you can go I don't have to I'm not going to lose coins because I can just grind it and now we don't really have that grind aspect so much this year um, so that's why I've not really done as much on that yeah, I mean, I, I love. I think there's a massive community out there of sort of underrepresented FIFA players that do just like just sitting there grinding the menus. Yeah, it's not exactly glamorous opening bronze pack after bronze pack, but it gives you that sense of achievement when you go and you earn these players. And like you said, you used to be able to do the Sudamericana and, and Libertadores as well. They were a great yeah. little grind, and all the packs were tradable last year. And you, yeah, you could effectively make as much money as you want. And again, I'm sure we'll get onto EA later, but it's the it's the sort of juxtaposition of EA saying, oh yeah, you can buy everything you want without coins. And if you're a good trader, yeah, they're taking away tool after tool from people that do yeah, want to grind. I have such a, I think I have a more of a unique stance on it because I always, I try to think if I was in EA's shoes, how would I be doing it? And I've got to be honest, a lot of the ways that they do it are actually not as bad as people think, but it's natural for us to complain about what we are playing on if that makes sense and also it's very easy to complain to a, about a company that you don't ever really have direct response from someone you just have like a blanket statement and you always know that you don't even know who's written the responses and when it's like that 
it's it, it, the way I think of it is you know like um you see people um having a go at someone uh, like a big YouTuber and yeah. as soon as they respond they the person goes oh sorry I didn't really mean it I feel like it's the kind of the same with EA people vent about EA and because there's no one really that is the official really person that we all think of EA like you don't you just keep going and going and uh, I think there's just a bit of too much negativity about about FIFA and just generally the internet. You know, let's agree on that. I think just the internet is, is just crap. <laughs> Social yeah. media. Well, again, there's it depends where you go. And, you know, I feel very lucky that I found a couple of decent communities. Fight, you know, again, it's through yourself that I, I figured out what Discord. I had no idea. What's a Discord? And I see talking about on your videos, I'll join my Discord. So I joined yours. And then from that, I found a few others and eventually found my way to the foot in review discord and that's why I'm, I'm hosting this podcast today so and there's some great lads uh in in your discord especially in in the premium groups and obviously in the yeah, review yeah. groups as well and it's it's nice to just connect with nice pockets of the internet i think that's how the internet started you used to yeah. sort of gravitate towards the people you had you know back way back on aol you had your chat room you had your football chat room or whatever and mm-hmm. you just sort of gravitated towards that and then it just became this great big you know twitter with millions and billions of people on it someone i think said it you know twitter's like opening up your front window and then everybody walks past shouting yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it's with, not with good social media, it is there's like like you say there's there is quite a lot of positives but for me the amount of negatives kind of outweigh that and you've got to you've got to be quite resilient and and kind of say what what you don't want you know so we're just i don't know if we've discussed it before the podcast restarted but just twitter you know like decide to step back more from it and and it's that's something that you can't well I don't know if it's con- I think it started out as unconscious and then I realized hold on I'm not even using Twitter much and I don't really miss it and every time I do go on it I don't really enjoy it um so I mean yeah and then you have like Instagram where it's just always people's best pictures whether they're photoshopping their body as a woman or a man um you know in the gym or whatever like it's just but it, uh, there's always some positive so like we're, we're having this podcast right now we wouldn't have had this unless it was for social media and discord and stuff like that but yeah discord's great it is really good um i've used discord for a few years but it's the last year that i've really like got into knowing the ins and outs of discord when you have to create your own server having all these different rooms then you, you as uh, yeah it's just there's so many different things you can do with discord um obviously we've got all the trading advice that goes through certain channels where people can't talk in it but only certain people can post in it that's pretty cool um it means you can just ping someone and they can see it when they want so yeah well, talking, about, talking about being a content creator and, and hosting your own service so you say you know 2015 you went for it quit your job took a bit of a break came back to it what's what, what do you get out of being a content creator is it the thrill of actually making the content is it seeing the view count go up or is it for you you know let's be honest is it just a, is it just a job um so when i did it in 2014-2015 i would have been about 20 21 years old so for me i wasn't someone that had like a flip it like um a postman or whatever, like delivering things like <laughs> I, I i my first bit of work really was when i was 17 i worked at the gym kind of finished that when i was 18 i tried to be a professional squash player i played squash my whole life and then i did that for a year or so and i realized you know I was just floating through life, like trying to figure out what I really wanted to do. And then obviously the thing, the YouTube thing landed. And at the time it was more of a hobby than anything because the it was kind of fresh. Uh, like before went back then, like 
it was only a year or two where people had really done it and got paid well. You know, people like PewDiePie and KSI and they would have been earning good money for the last, that kind of era. But like, it was so new that they wouldn't have known if it was going to die the next year. Whereas now it is a job. There are people that want it as a job. And as I've come back to it, I treat it like a job now. That's not to say I don't enjoy it, but um, there are videos that I make just because I'm like, I need to, it's like for a job aspect as opposed to I'm just making things for fun. Cause the, the, the YouTube game has changed so much and it's because the game is so, um, there's so much content that EA release on a daily basis. And we'll talk about like, you know, the pros and cons of EA, but there's so much content that 6 p.m. and icon swaps and SBCs, weekend league draft, that as a content creator, you you can try to be creative and make your own content, but then you're not going to get as many views because at 6 p.m., every other YouTuber is making content about this new Vidal that just got released. And that's what people really want to see. But then if you make content about what's just been released, you're uploading the same content as everyone else. So yeah. there are so many great content creators that are still around that have been around and haven't had a break like I have. But I don't. I just think the the actual quality of content itself, the creativity, is so low. But I don't blame the YouTubers for that. I just it's just it's just you make what content is um is what gets you views and what people want to see. And you know it like it's on a plate for the content creator now because it's just SBC after SBC after you know the bronze pack grind. You know. The, whereas before it was everyone just started doing pink slips. I was like, yep, we don't have weekend league. We don't have drafts. I'm going to play that YouTuber. Whoever loses has to pay me a million coins for losing this game, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, if you know about the pink slips. I, I did not. Is, is the first, but it sounds scary, especially with my ability. Okay. On FIFA pitch. But let me just quickly explain it. It might be some newer viewers or whatever. Go for but, it. Um, so think about it. You know, like Fast and Furious, right? When they used to have a race, they'd say, right, I'm going to race you in this car. Um, if you lose, you give me your car. It's so what people do is say, right, I'm pink slipping messy. Um, you play with your team, I play with my team. At the end of this, you're you're gonna get my messy wow. if you lose. And this is where people like I think Rota Shaw kind of like really took off because he was he did pink slips like every other day or a few times a week, and it was very entertaining. You know, he had like challenges like you'd open packs, and every time you got a bad play, you you eat a ghost chili or you know some <laughs> like all these creative videos are just really missing the fifa community now i think generally speaking as well the the average or yeah the average content creator for the youtube scene the fifa scene is actually getting older and older it seems like a very mature kind of scene um people overreacting don't really last very long in this uh scene i guess to say you know like so, some some communities whether it's minecraft they're a little bit younger so there's going to be some older guys in there but there's more of like a, there's like an area where you have like younger t style of videos. Whereas I feel yep. like in FIFA, the, the average player and average viewer is actually a little bit older. Like I have so many people in this discord that are some people, oh, someone in there is like 50 years old. Like used to get in the training advice. Now that just blows my mind. Like I, I thought I was talking to a bunch of 18 year olds when I do my videos, you know? So it's just yeah, changed. I mean, so I'm, much. I'm sitting here, I'm 34. I'm a dad of two. Um, <laughs> so I'm certainly in that well, older demo. That's something where I realize I, I don't, it's so much better to deal with, like, or not deal with, but you know, you know, like be speaking to an old, I'm, I'm getting to that age now where I, I just immaturity, just bloody <laughs> winds me up. Like <laughs> I'll post out training advice and some, some of the responses and you think, 
this person must be 14 year old the way there's like and there's nothing wrong with being at that age but you do get to and this is where as a content creator i think this is where the original question come from like you know is it a job or whatever so the the aspect of like creating content and reading the comments and you just have all these young really silly things being said in the comment section it's very rare like as a viewer like when was the last time you commented on a youtube video i don't know if it was any time recently but you just feel I, I, I struggle to think I, I i watch i like and then i move on yeah you know that the the person the, the youtube is not going to reply especially if they have any decent size on youtube because they just probably don't even look at them whereas yeah it's just the comment section on youtube is also it's kind of like twitter it's like it's only there for negativity or to kind of if something funny happened in the video, like, you know, if someone's bald head showed and they're like, oh, look, it looks like an egg. You know what like, I mean? It's, it's whatever, you know, some, someone can get some likes in the comment section. Yeah, and I, I presume it all helps the algorithms as well, the more comments does, and interaction yeah. on a video as well. And, that, you know, that's why you'll get a lot of YouTube saying, oh, let me know who you packed. And it's like, you know, in the back of your mind that with most people, that they're, they're not going to really care who you got in your party bag. Um, no. But it, it will help oh, their man. reach. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, man. So when that era of t- like when I was doing it a lot, right? I remember if I packed Messi, and I'm talking like just gold Messi because there wasn't as many promos back then. You see, mm-hmm. it was like team of the season, team of the year, and the occasional uh, cool things in between, like man and match cards. If you packed a Messi, my day is sorted. I'm thinking <laughs> I've got the best content ever, not because of what I've actually done in the game. I don't care about my account having Messi on it, but I know me packing Messi. It's probably going to be the only person that day saying I've packed Messi and one of the best pack openings on YouTube. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to, this is going to be so sick. But now we have so much content. We are full of content. You get guaranteed icon packs. This was, this was, um, I remember like in 2000, like 15, 16 period, like towards the end of FIFA, YouTube content creators would say what we want to see in the next FIFA. And we was always like, oh, it'd be so cool to have a guaranteed Premier League pack. So we only get Premier League players in this. Now we are, and it would be so cool to get a guaranteed Team of the Week pack. We have everything the community asked for and it's still not enough. It really, yeah, we're going to get onto it, aren't we, when it's like- Yeah, well, do you know what? Let's let's get onto it now because we're there. EA EA (laughs) Gate, the the last two weeks, um, look, we don't, everybody makes mistakes you know we'll cut people slack where it's due but potential icons being sold by employees it's been investigated you've had drops going to the wrong people you've had there was a time when this you know this the web app got well not hacked they released the developer code and all sorts of unexplained things popped up it's been two or three weeks i'm sure they'd love to get away from it, it did anything surprise you though having played the game for so long um no, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't surprise me. So, EA's maybe this is where I'm not sure if it's because I'm in the I'm in the hard. I'm, I follow so many all FIFA people, so therefore, the magnifying glass is on EA's moves on every single minute detail. If you're a couch player, like if you're someone that picks up the game, plays for two or three hours a week, you probably wouldn't even know about half the stuff that's just happened. So yeah. you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. Like, am I just so close in the community that you see all these little things? But generally speaking, though, EA are, I think, known to be really bad at just the little details. You know, like it was, you know, they, they might release an SPC and it might be the wrong rating that they wanted to. So therefore, they take it down within half an hour and they have to give the player back. And then, like, you just, you'd think that they would have a better process. Like, so 
I understand like, you know, they say, oh, it's a $50 billion company or 10 billion, whatever the numbers are, right? And how are they making mistakes like this? Obviously, it's some geezer that's making these mistakes over and over again. Surely you just have one person look at it, say, is this right? Pass it over to someone else and say, proofread it. You know, like if you write something up, you yeah. say, can you just proof check that? Why Why is it not done properly? Do you know, that's I, I'm 100% there with the community and how they feel about that. It's just annoying to have little details messed up by a company that makes... I mean, how much a company makes shouldn't be that big of a deal in terms of this kind of thing, because you'd imagine a small company would get these things right, but... It's about the resources at their disposal, isn't it? You know, as I said, if they're making X amount of profits, if you're thinking, okay, well, quality has slipped, let's hire somebody else. But just sort of changing tack just a little bit, the the comments that they gave to the mirror that have sort of blown up and been sort of discussed, mostly, again, amongst the hardcores, I'm sure most people listening to this podcast will have heard it, so we won't go over it too much, but... With, with the spokesman saying that, what did you make of them saying the point of ultimate team isn't necessarily to have the best possible team? Because that's the con, that's the comment that really sort of stuck in my jaw. It's like, well, if you're calling it ultimate team, but you're telling me it's not the point, what's the point? It's so right what they're saying, but so wrong. Mm. It's, it's a weird one. It's like them saying, they're trying to use real life examples. Okay, so they're saying... Um, no team in the world has like the best players. Yeah. Okay, but I'm playing against someone who has the best players. So now <laughs> I need the best players. So it's kind of like, oh, it's yeah, it's very frustrating to read that. It, it makes you think like the person that's actually representing EA there, did they tell the, their boss that they was going to say that? Or that, have they just accidentally just ch- chat a load of waffle? You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's... I don't it's, know how to I mean, feel look, about that. It's, let, let's be fair. Nothing that EA have said in the past few weeks, and we said this uh, on a previous podcast I've done, and it's been discussed heavily. They, they're, not, they're not lying. They're not wrong. You can technically get any item in the game without spending a penny. Um, you could theoretically get a great team, a, a, you know, your dream ideal team. There have been traders that have made 200 million. Um, I think there's one, certainly one in, in your Discord that's probably closing in on... Um, been able to afford every player in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, he could get every player in the game if he wants, but do you know it's it's um the more you trade, the more coins you get on one account, the more you think, hold on a second, if this account gets banned, how many hundreds of hours have I spent on this? Yes. And the sweet spot for me every year is I get to about three or four mil and I just kind of I kind of keep my coins tradable and liquid because the possibility of being banned or something happening to the account, I just think if it tips over this point, I'm going to be so angry that I've put so much time into this account. Even an untradeable, like that I spent a couple of hours grinding in friendlies, I'll be annoyed that I've lost now. So yeah, that's, you know, Tyler, he could have all of the all of the cards, you know, Arno, Ronaldo, Hullet, Ronaldinho, if he wanted to. Like in a matter of like a month and a half, he had 20 million, you know, mm. uh, just through icon sniping and all. So yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible to get all of these things, but again, for the, for the average punter, they're probably not going to get it, but I, I, I don't know. I, I like I don't to get think, it, mate. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why they've said. I don't get why they've said every player is attainable. Just be honest. Just just say, not every player is going to be attainable for everybody. What? I'm sorry, but why does why does the game mode need to have the absolute best player attainable for everybody? How many millions of players are there? There is not that many million R nine Ronaldo prime no. moments. Now, if they said you can get, you know. The maybe you know, like for R9 Ronaldo, you can get his baby cards, it's probably going to be like a couple of million coins, whatever it is. Like, that makes more sense, you know. Oh, you can get you can get parts, you can get bits, and like, you're not going to have the 
the best player in every position, you know, all 11 positions filled with three of the best super subs as well. And I'm, I'm okay with that. It doesn't make any sense to me to say that prime icon moments Ronaldo is attainable for everybody. That does not make an ultimate team. 50% of the teams or more are going to have prime icon moments Ronaldo. I don't want that. I, I come up against teams now and I get pissed off they have a gold Mbappe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's the same people complaining about, you know, not having the ability to get these cards that also complain when they come up against God teams all the time. Imagine if they actually made things cheaper. Like what, yeah. what are these people going to be complaining against now? Because once, sorry, but once you get an, a prime icon moments, R9, Rudhullet, Maldini, Vieira, Ronaldinho, all these players into one team and you play a few weekend leagues in a row and you realize that actually you finished exactly the same amount of wins as you did with your, you know, good team, not your best team. Then you're going to, you're going to put the game down and say, I'm never playing that game again. Yeah, there needs, so, there needs to be a target to go to. There needs to be a target. It needs to be pretty much not... It needs to be attainable, but only for a very few people. Like, if, if, everybody, if it's attainable for everybody... Well, no, it is attainable for everybody, but the likelihood of everyone being able to like, actually doing it, very slim because of the time requirements. But I'm okay with that. It makes perfect sense from a business perspective, but also as a player. Like, if... Uh, here's the thing, like, you know, with like Fortnite, you have different skins and different like stuff like that, but it doesn't really benefit you. Like you're just having a different skin. Mm. Like if FIFA was like that, then fair enough, everything should be attainable and it shouldn't take a long time to get those things. But when the best thing has a better feeling in game, it plays better. They're not, they're, they're, the way the model is built, I, I completely understand yeah. And it's it's a weird one. It's just, but then it's these little details. It's the thing where, you know, someone's been selling icons and team of years. That's a big issue. Like, and I, I think even EA, they're just going to clamp down on that person. They should probably... Well, they said that they're, they're, they're going to do an internal investigation. I think there's been reports you read on Reddit that people have already got three-year bans from the game if their accounts have been found to do it. I mean, look, I, I completely agree with you. I don't want Prime Icon, you know, I don't want Prime Icon Moments R9 to be in every other team I face. But I think the, the little sweet spot for me would be at least if I do grind to 15 million coins, and this is the big po- point that Nepenthes and other people have said, if you have those coins, it's it's actually finding them on the market. You can't even do it. So even if you, if, if say you yes. know, your, your end game goal is, I really want to play with Icon Moments Ronaldo. I know I'm probably going to have to scream, but everywhere else in my team, but I'm going to get 15 million coins together. I'm going to get him. And this there's no the market. Range. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a price range issue. So like let's let's say like let's say you wanted to afford like a golden Mbappe, you know he's eight hundred thousand coins, let's say this week, but then you go to buy him next week and he goes up to eight fifty, now he can't afford him. At least there's a price tag on him and yeah. you just can't afford him, right? So with the with the fact they're so rare, you can't actually buy them. And the reason why is because they put a fifteen million cap. If they took that cap off, they might be some popping up at twenty mil, twenty-five mil, maybe thirty mil and Someone might go out and buy it because they're like, you know what? I just need to buy it for this weekend. I've got a tournament. Or I just want to. I just want to buy him. So it's price ranges that have kind of ruined it. And the reason price ranges came in, um, 2015, even March or May, it was one of the M's. Um, it was because people were transferring coins with with. Uh, you know, you can list you can list any bronze player up. A bronze contract, I think you could even list up for 15 million coins to buy, and I could buy that, and I can send you 15 million coins. So they brought in these price ranges to combat that. And that's why they're constantly updating them and they have to have them really tight because that's, let's say you've got an inform that's uh, just come out. It's like a Lukaku, right? Not many people really want to use it. Um, 
So it might have a price cap of like 400,000 coins, but then it goes down to 100,000 coins. Now I can list that up for 400,000 coins and someone could basically buy 300K off me because they can make up the difference. If you see yeah. what I mean? So it's the price ranges that have kind of got, uh, that, that have created the issue, but I don't think EA can just take that price range off. Um, but what they maybe what they should do for for these big players just and there's probably only five players that need it: Rudhula, Arnon, Ronaldo, is it Ronaldinho, Pele, um, Vieira, maybe. Just take the price range off them. Like, is it that though, or is it a case of maybe if there was more supply in the market, then there would be a bit more competition? It would drive prices down naturally. You know, should there, you- should there be a 15 million coin player? Should there be you know, surely 10 million is enough if there's. 100 on the market at 10 million there's still not everyone's going to have it so we don't know the numbers so i wonder i wonder how many let's say because this is the other thing that annoys me is why we've got different flipping transfer markets for each console it should all just be one <laughs> but um how many how many prime icon moment r9 ronaldo's do you think there are in the world like on on this on the system right now in people's teams like 10 50 100 maybe a hundred i mean there's what usually about say on xbox there's usually around a million to two million transfers going on is that, and is that including might... pro players as well yeah. not pro players um sorry um real life football footballers that get, yeah, they get gifted Tra- yeah, trade exactly. tradable are, tradable versions i would probably say there's what maybe a hundred on per console mm-hmm. maybe more yeah, so so that's the thing because once let's say ea mess up really bad they're like they give in to the complaints, you know, there should be more and they shouldn't cost 15 mil. Okay, so they inject some supply. They put 500 on the market. And now they're attainable, right? And then they're just always there and they go down to 14, 13 mil and 20, 12 mil. They can't just take back that supply. And no. if they give them back, if, if they put them on the market now, we've still got another five, six months left of the game. And you, EA's, their, their goal is to get your FIFA points off you open packs throughout the whole year not just the first month not just around team of the year not just at team of the season it's around the whole year and like if they get the supply wrong if they inject too much supply at any one moment that's it yeah but they can't and they 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 have to control the the absolute top five best players to this degree because what other i'm trying to think of some players that they really messed up like there are so many players actually on this game that cost only a couple hundred thousand coins that are actually really really good just playing a bad league or bad nationality or something but like obviously R9 Ronaldo, these are icons that they fit in every team, so that they they should be this amount of coins. But yeah, once they get this, if they get got the supply wrong, that's it. Like it's what I'm saying. Like once you get that those best players and you play weekend league and you realize actually the game's not that much more fun at all. If 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 anything, it's worse. I tried playing with Prime Icon moments R9. I played about several games, so about seven eight games. Let's just say, and is it, it a cheat was not code? more enjoyable. It was it was crap. It, like people play you in a certain way, they they want to beat you so they could then basically say, "I just beat you." You got prime icon moments online, and I just beat you. Blah blah. blah. And but then if you go into weekend league with uh, an average team, like let's say I've got this Giroud, this ninety rated Giroud, and I, I could probably score just as many goals with him as an R nine. And I, I could probably score more than R nine to be fair. But you know what I'm trying to say is like <laughs> yeah. you'll perform better with a player that people don't expect a lot from you just because of the way they play against you. And I think p- people don't realize that once you get this God squad that you really, really want, you p- people play against you like <laughs> it's horrible. And, and, then, and, then, and then when that happens, you think to yourself, oh my God, how many hundreds of hours have I spent this year trying yeah. to get here? And it wasn't even good. 
I think the other thing it does as well is it, it puts more pressure on yourself because you're like, oh my God, I've got 100%. all these God, like, God players on my team. How am I not winning more games? And you just get more ragey. And like you say, your, your brain then goes to, oh, I just spent 200 hours flipping silver cards and all of this stuff to get it. 100%, I'm here. Bro. Um, so it is. I did it last year. So just a quick yeah, story. No, so, um, I was like, I, I would usually use teams that cost 500k to a mil with like a few untradables that are worth more than that. You know, like if you just got a Guardiola, I've got a prime Guardiola, force him into the squads, right? So like a team like that, where it's like, it's a good team. And I'd finish, say, elite three, elite two, if I played all 30 games. And I'm, I'm like, oh, if only I had Rud Hullet instead of Guardiola. Yeah. If only I had R9 instead of Mbappe. Like he would have finished that chance because he has a five-star weak foot instead of four-star. So what I do, I built, um, so I went from a one mil coin team to a 20 mil coin team the next weekend. So I played some games and rivals throughout the week to get used to the team because obviously different work rates, different positioning. You want to just make sure you've got your custom tactics honed in. And I didn't even play all my games in the end. Uh, I got about, I was about 17, no, yeah, 17 wins, four losses. And I was on the same path for the same finish. And I was losing the games that I would have lost with my other team. And the only thing I can put it down to is maybe different matchmaking or because because you look at, you know, when you're losing a game and it's like in extra time and you can see your midfielders just tired as fuck. And you just think if only yeah. I had someone with an extra five or 10 stamina, he'd be fine at this point. And I was in those games. I was like looking at my players. I'm like, there's, they're still tired. They're still doing the same things. I'm still making mistakes. Like I'm not getting the extra two or three wins that I thought I would. So yeah. it's, it's like we all play this game modes with the expectation that we'd get higher, more wins if we had better teams and better players. But it's rarely the case. I think I think it certainly helps. And I think, you know, John, uh, you're on foot coaching, who, who started this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you go and get coaching, I, I can I've always compared foot to golf in the if you if I walked into a shop and I bought the best golf clubs on the market, am I going to play better than with my bog standard glo- uh, clubs? Maybe a little bit, maybe it knocks, you know, maybe one extra shot goes where I want it to go. But unless yeah. I actually go and work on a bit of my game, so work on my short game, work on my putting, and actually look at areas of my game that are bad and improve them, I can have the best yeah. equipment in the world, but I'm still me. There and- are plenty of people that, yeah, the skill moves like that, you know, are not a certain player might be worth more because of the five star skill moves. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to buy him. But if you don't do the five star skill moves, what use is it? Hmm. that's what I mean you can go out and spend 15 million coins on icon moments Ronaldo and yes I'm sure over a course of a weekend league he's going to get you a few extra goals than if you were you know like you said running with Giroud um, mm-hmm. but realistically what's going to improve your game is going away and thinking right I- I'm missing chance in this bit do I need to take an extra pass or am I moving my defenders out of position in the wrong way you know actually going down and breaking down your game and saying this is what's costing me it's not the player very rarely can you honestly sit there and say, it's actually that player that's let me down. Yeah, okay, if you're going to run with a bronze defence, then you're going to be screwed. There are obviously extremities to it. If you have a bronze team, you're going to lose. Like Unless you're Harry. Unless, you know, this hashtag <laughs> Harry, yeah, he's a fucking, he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. Now, as a content creator, I know that there's going to be situations like, he's recording videos at the end of the day. So if he does yeah. like a challenge and it goes wrong, he just won't upload it, you won't see it. But he does do... He, he's very clearly amazing at you know. It's the exception that proves the rule, though, isn't with, it? With, with a full team of goalkeepers, like their ball control, their reaction to composure, like these are stats that 
Like, if you lose to a full team of goalkeepers, what that person is probably the person that complained about game mechanics and then they go and lose. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's just embarrassing, isn't it? Um, so but then you know, someone like a hashtag Harry, if he had a full team of like great players, let's just say a prime icon moments deco as his cam, that he's going to play so much better with that prime icon moments deco than uh, a gold one player is with uh, I don't know, uh, a Pele in a cam, yes. Uh, and that's where it that's where it comes with this, this golf analogy of like you need to know how to use your tools. Yes, exactly. Um, and Speak- I yeah, I totally agree. And it's also if you don't get coached right, if you don't learn the right ways straight away, you 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 get into bad habits like you would in any sport. If you if you go and play golf for three years without any coaching, when you do get around to that coaching, it's gonna take you longer to get out of the stupid spasm that you do before hitting the ball. You know, for example, like some people have just have developed these weird little t- uh, quirks when they play golf i'm playing i'm playing tomorrow actually uh first time in since uh lockdown um but yeah um yeah it's exactly that you need to learn how to play the game really and you need to there are play i did (laughs) this is the thing about weekly league right you can be on a roll the person you lose to you know isn't even the best player you've played at that point it's always someone that's just (laughs) bad and they don't even have a good team either and for whatever reason, you've you 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 should be like two or three nil up in the first half, but it's nil nil, and you're thinking this guy's going to score in a second, yeah. isn't he? He's going to have yeah. one counter attack, and they do, and they score because the moment where ninety percent of people would have cut back for, for some reason, they decided to carry on running in a direction where they, nothing was going to. But because they did something completely unorthodox, they've beaten you because because they you just expected someone to do a better thing in that position, but they end up beating you, and oh man. Yeah, this, that's what happened with that 20 million coin team. I was losing against people that I was thinking, what? But then I'll beat the good players because I'm used to I, I'm used to playing better players. That's that's you know, it's it's like when you see like a top top five Premier League team losing to um I don't know, Stevenage or something. Well, Liverpool or, losing at home to Burnley. Well, Liverpool yeah. losing at home to everybody at the moment. They turn up and they and you're used to playing against world class players, all of a sudden you're going up against this guy that's obviously not world class and they're just doing weird things and the team's got different tactics it's just not what you're used to and FIFA, FIFA FIFA is just a, it's, it's so the mental side of this game is so underrated because of what it does to you um and yeah. trying to keep yourself emotionally balanced um and the less pressure you can put on yourself the better but I, I want to move I want to move on just because I've realized I've already taken up 45 minutes of this glorious Tuesday afternoon where the sun oh, is so actually much. out here in the UK um onto the onto the training thing because again that's how i found you i think lots of people they search for you lots of videos sort of focus on on trading and team building what do you make of the you know we're recording this on a tuesday just before uh foot birthday team two's out what do you make of the market right now and is it is it easy enough for people to make coins if they put the time in wow you know what mark's gonna be don't you it's easy it's it's, it's easy to make coins <laughs> It is really, really easy, but and obviously when it comes to trading, there's time-consuming trading, um, and then there's like more of like a laid-back. You can kind of like, you know, if you have good market knowledge, you just know when the market's too low. When you see like a hazard that's like 88 rated and he's going for 30k, and it's like, well, I know in a few weeks or even a month, it's going to be double the cost because an icon SPC is going to be out. Like, so there's there's it depends how then then. You've got day trading where you can buy a card for 60K, sell it for 65K, and then you've got a bit of VA tax that you take you take a little bit of coins. Or you've got this mass investment thing. Like So, there's so, there's so many different ways to trade. And 
going back to the EA statements, yes, like you could, you, I'm not going to say easily, but, but you could trade to get these all these top players into your team. But should you? If, if everybody had that trading knowledge, though, then you wouldn't be able to because nobody would be listing players up too low. People wouldn't be getting rid of their fodder at silly prices. So it's almost a kind of, you, in a way, you don't want everybody. And that's the thing I was going to ask you as well, running a Discord and running trading advice. How hard is it? Because if you make the information too easily accessible, surely everybody just eats each other, if, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. Um, well, it's different. Each console is different. So in terms of the market cap, you've got about, 60%, 60 to 70% is PlayStation, about 20 to 30% is Xbox, and then the rest is PC. So fluctuations can happen a lot more on PC. Like if I go on the market right now and look for the 93 rated Benzema, there's probably about 15 on the market. I don't know what it is on PlayStation or Xbox, but I'd imagine there's quite a few pages, like 10 pages or whatever. That's just a high rated rare card. So like the advice you've got to give for all consoles is different. The good thing is I've been on the con like the actual consoles Xbox before and and then now I'm on PC, so I've got good knowledge of all of it and yeah you've got to be aware of timing like giving advice it's like being a teacher right you could be you could be amazing at maths but you could be a terrible teacher to teach maths and same with footballers like so many amazing world-class footballers stop and then when they got a teacher it's different so um yeah it, it's what it is is you've got to think the people often that are in your trading group aren't going to be amazing traders now i'm not saying you, you aren't right for example you, you've probably learned quite a bit and stuff from it but you got to think they're going to have the emotions of an average casual trader so when when i tell them to buy a card for 100k coins i reckon he's going to be 120k in a few days if that card goes down to 90,000 coins that person's going to be pinging you with messages oh my god he's down to 90k yeah. should i sell i'm like no no don't <laughs> stop it's like when bitcoin goes down to three thousand. that's the best time to buy just <laughs> yeah. hold, hold your investment hold stop calm down so you just got to manage people's emotions in the trade you probably see me get a bit snappy <laughs> with some people <laughs> yes I, I have really like oh uh, because I, I do trading outside of fifa as well so when when people show these emotions i'm like oh for god's sake it's just like it's what you don't do as a trader is you get emotions involved everything's got to be logical you've got to be, be like you gotta have a plan why am i buying this player how much am I buying him for? What's the risk involved? And what's the reward? As long as the reward massively outweighs the risk, it's good. Now, obviously, you've got high risk trading where you're kind of buying in speculation. So, for example, Javinho's out today. Uh, a lot of people are going to be looking to get that Kessie for that Ivorian Coast link. Um, but if it doesn't come off, then you might lose 10,000 coins. If it does come off, you might gain 50,000 coins. As long as everything's weighted in your favor, it makes perfect sense. Now, this is where things like marquee matchups or... This is where late investing comes into play. So I might say to people, I reckon 84 rated FOD is going to be worth 10,000 coins. Um, they're currently 9,500 coins right now. It's not worth buying it. You're too late. You needed yeah. to buy them when they were 8,000 coins and when I put the post out a few days ago. So yeah, I can't remember what the original question is, but in terms of actually running running the trading group, it's it's managing people. The actual trading advice itself and doing the trading is is fairly straightforward. And I've, there's a few people in the. It's, it's not just me giving out trading advice. Now we've got Tyler, got Ewan. I always I always murder his name. No, it's Ewan, Ewan, <laughs> Ewan. That's it. I, I read it as it's spelled. Um, and then also Ran as well. So we've got like four traders, and we all have different interests because as i was saying there's speculative trading there's people that love link investing so you know they they try to predict or they 
they use their knowledge of what's going to come out and they try to buy players in advance. Like, for example, we'll put out some MLS tips by Apara, by Nani, by Carlos Vela. And then when that recent SBC come out, I can't even remember which one it was for it MLS. Was, uh, Hernandez, wasn't it? That's the one. So he obviously had the strong link to um, Vela. Um, so that made his price go up a lot. Um, that's speculative. And then you've got people like Tyler, who is just very experienced over the course of FIFA. So you kind of, EA is very predictable. Um, they're getting better at it, but they'll release certain things at certain times of the year without fail. Like around team of the season, they're going to be doing those, um, what are they called? Oh, I've forgotten them now, but last year they, you could buy these cards for a thousand coins, like just basically 82 rated rare cards. And then they went up to like 4,000 coins. The league upgrades. Get. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. I always forget. There's so many different types of packs now. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tyler's like a seasoned veteran. And then you've got Ran who's pretty new, I think, to the scene. But like, uh, and then um, Ewan is doing the marking matchup. So there's, I have no interest in marking matchups. I, I, I can't be bothered to go unassigned with hundreds of cards at this point in the game. I start the game to double my coins, fine. But um, I like to open packs when I when I get that reward. You know, I don't want to sit there with unassigned pile and just can't open a pack for a week or two. You know, um, so yeah, tra- trading's very. I'm kind of happy it's around, uh, but it's getting more and more popular, more and more trading groups. And the more traders there are, obviously, the more hurdles there are. You have got to be even more careful about what you choose to put out there. Uh, but ultimately, the vast majority of the market, the vast amount of users in the game are casuals, and it always will be like that. It's not like, you know, uh, Bitcoin and and trading the Forex market, you know, US dollar a pound. Like most people that are trading that are intelligent people with proper degrees, whereas the the FIFA market is just a bunch of... Well, it's everybody, teenagers. isn't it? It's, it's everybody. It's everyone from all walks of life. Exactly, yeah. Um, um, do you ever feel, do you feel pressure, like putting out tips and stuff like that? Or do you, you got to the point now where you're like, I know my stuff, just... Uh, so there's every every type of trading is different. So I've been trading a lot of Pokemon cards in real life. There's actually a lot of similarities to FIFA, you know? So obviously, you know, Team of the Week, you invest in Team of the Week and yeah. you know those cards are only available for a week. And then once that's gone, that's gone. Um, with Pokemon cards, there, you know, a set is out for a year or two. Like you've recently seen the Logan Paul stuff. That, was, that set was like 20 years ago. It's the most popular set, blah, blah, blah. If you invest in the right things, it can make you make you money right so th- what was the question about um do you feel pressure do i feel pressure so um when i when i just run it as myself so i started the group as as a sole person that would give out advice didn't have tyler or anyone else around i wanted i wanted my advice to be like bang on every time so what would happen is i would hold back advice that i was 50 50 on and it's got to a point now where we had some like not complaints but some people saying there's not as much training advice i'd like and i was like you know what i could give you so much training advice but the more training advice you give the less percentage that they're going to work or they might fall under the category of high risk we never had high risk trades we only did dealt with like low risk like basically ones that trades that always come off yeah so no i don't really feel pressure anymore because i know if, if there's something that goes wrong like for example this foot birthday come out and we said like sambia looks amazing his stats look crazy like i think people buy them at 160 now it's down to like 100k so people buy it at 160 we said buy at 160 probably going to rebound it didn't um and, and it lost a bit of coins by the time like this is that sambia's dropped over the last three or four days or however long it's been during this time period that you've lost on that let's say you were someone in the discord if you listen to the other advices that we gave out, you'd have made that back and more. So the vast, like, so I don't really feel the pressure of like as a trading group getting everything right now. 
Um, that's just a mentality that I've ha- I've brought over from like trading Forex and doing things with Bitcoin because that's when you lose real money. This is just FIFA coins at the end of the day. And there's always another way to make coins the next week. Um, and they'll most likely come off. So basically the, the key advice is stay calm, stay patient. Oh, yes. And yes, yeah, just, to, just remember that you, again, that there will always be another window to make coins. 100%. Um, it's so easy. It's so easy, man. <laughs> Oh, like, for example, I, I have about 3 million coins in players right now, which it didn't work out. It didn't work out. So um, we, you know, we've had Team of the Weeks just rocket recently. So like yes, even 78 raters were like 30,000 coins, like just because there's none. There's like none on the market. No one was like opening packs. Yeah. So um, when we had lightning rounds with foot birthday, we had uh, these, an 84 rate player called Leah Bold or something. And there's like, yeah, the, the right back and yeah. then there is there's a few players that i was invested in i was buying them because i'm on pc so i was buying them at like between 35 and 40 000 coins because they were selling at about 45 to 50 so i'm buying an undercut problem is more and more pack supply more and more pack supply the team of the week upgrade is untradeable it's still out we've still got them in packs until tomorrow so now all the players that i bought in at for 35 to 40k you could probably go on the market now and pick up for like 32 or something like, so if I sold everything right now, I'd make a loss, but it's very easy. It's very important to differentiate between I haven't lost anything because I haven't sold them yet. Yeah. Um, it's unrealized. I haven't, it's only, you know, there's people that are, blo- are gloating about um, how much they've made in Bitcoin. They haven't made it because they haven't taken the money out of Bitcoin yet. It's not realized gains or losses in this, in this instance. So yeah, you can buy this Leopold. I'm just looking down for bin 32 K. So if I put 2 million, it's probably worth about 1.7, 1.6 mil now. I'm going to sit on these because I know that they're going to be out of packs tomorrow. We're probably going to get new icon related SBC replacing the current one. Uh, it'll probably be a guaranteed prime icon, you know, something else. They'll go crazy because this is out of packs and he's one of the cheapest on the market. He'll go into SBC solutions. He'll go back to 40,000 coins and 45 and then I'll start selling at 45. And then I haven't lost anything. There might have been a period where... If I did sell them, I would have lost, but I'm not. I'm not going to sell them, so it's fine. Would you, I was going to say, and on that note, would, what sort of way would you advise people to, to build their teams? Because a lot of people say, oh, well, I needed those 150,000 yeah. coins to, to buy Neymar this week. Would you say to people, you know, what sort of percentage would you say to people invest in your team versus have spare for trading? It, it different it, it, every every user is different right so they could be they could have a million coins and they might say ah oh, i want to buy someone that's 1.2 million coins next weekend so that basically means they're going to be trading and trading and trading get their 1.2 million coins and buy that player like what are you doing that's that's silly like just take it slow use that million coins trade up to 1.5 next week and buy a player that's 500k don't go out and buy that big player now because you need cash you need to coins cash. to make more. So, I mean, there's not going to be an absolute, oh, you know, only spend 30% of your coins on your team. Like it's going to be different week to week. You know what? There might be a week where you go, I just want to build a sick team for 5 million coins. And I know I'm going to lose three or 400 K after tax or maybe even more, but so be it. What's the point of playing this game if you don't do it? But if you're always living on the edge, if you're spending every coin after trading, like you're not going to let it build it. It's just like real life. Um, you know, all the biggest investors in the world, like Warren Buffett, they're not, they're not, they wouldn't have started by those kind of things where they just 
put it all in. They didn't just go out there and after they made their first £10,000, they didn't go out and buy a new car, did they? They reinvested that coin straight away. And then now they've got more money, a smaller percentage of their portfolio or their balance is worth a lot more. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, yeah, like let's say you traded 10 million coins, you could put 10% of your coins, which is 1 million, into building a team. Or if you didn't invest up to 10 million coins and you just spent your coins every, uh, on your team every week, you, you might only have 2 million coins liquid now because you just all the EA tax. Every time you buy and sell a player, EA tax. And that just evaporates. Um, yeah. And so. I've been, uh, I've certainly been guilty of that in the past. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and just going, remember, yeah. yeah, you know, you want to go, because you want to go big. You're like, oh, I've got this money. I can finally afford the team that I want. And then you buy it. And I suppose it brings us back to what we talked about earlier. Then you go, oh, I've got all these God players, but um, it's not a satisfying. And I get it as well. Because <laughs> what's the point of all this trading if you don't actually get to use the bloody players? And if you yeah. buy the team, down if, if you, you start if you don't. building your God squad after team of the season, then it's like, well, everyone's got a God squad then. So, there's a balance of it's, but it's like I'm like I just we was talk, talking about about half an hour ago. It's like you don't even enjoy using that God Squad as much as you think. So, what I personally recommend is just changing around your team with a few players every week. Don't just build a whole new squad because by the time you've got used to that squad, you've got to sell the team anyway, or you finished your games. Just like so, like for the defense and midfield, I like to stick with very similar players. And then just change your striker or two. And that will just give you a new feel for like the first 10 games. You're going to be like trying to figure out if you like this player or not. And that's how that's how I enjoy FIFA anyway. I don't. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. No, absolutely. Right. Well, that has been absolutely fantastic chatting with you um, for the last hour. Um, could go on and on. Uh, generally fantastic yeah, having you on. More, more importantly for our listeners out there, if they did want to join the Discord, if they did want to follow you, where can they go? All right, so yeah, you can go. So I've got a Discord. It's called Ezekiel Foot. Um, if you type it into like the search on Discord, you can just find it. It's very simple. I think we're, yeah, we're partnered, so it should be first in the search. Um, and yeah, you, we give out free trading advice anyway to the, to the whole Discord. I think it's fifteen thousand people in the Discord. Probably not all active or anything, but um, a lot of people in there. We give out advice just like marking matchups, some sniping filters occasionally. But then in in the premium side of things, we'll have marking matchups every week, sniping filters two or three times a week, daily investment tips, speculation trading, uh, and obviously a private chat, which you're involved with, where if you're like, what does a club stock mean? You know, you can ask, why are we doing this? And we can tell you, whereas when it's open to the whole Discord, we can't answer every question because there's just too many questions. <laughs> and, and you know, I feel like, I know it's because it's at the end of Discord, but uh, at the end of the call, but when people pay for a service, they're a lot more willing to listen to what you say as well. So it's much better to have a group where you're involved with where, that you're all helping each other rather than just a bunch of random people that some could be quite toxic or messing around. So it's a good, good environment over on the premium side of things. And in terms of socials, you said you're not, not oh, so active on Twitter anymore, but anywhere um, just, else? Just my YouTube channel, if you like, just the Zekiel Game in HD, but you're probably subscribed already from five years ago and you've completely forgotten about it, so it don't matter. <laughs> Well, hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll see a little bounce. And again, thank you so much for, for taking the time to join us this week. No problem, mate. I liked it. Enjoyed it. There's so but, much more to talk about, but... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hopefully this goes when we'll get you back on later in the year. We can have a, have a chat around Team of the Season and bits and pieces then. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Have a recap on Team of the Season. Well, thank you very much. And again, go go follow go follow Jack on, on 
follow him on Twitter anyway. Start sending him a few nudges. He might respond back. He won't respond. So just <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube. And yeah, if you're interested in the Discord, uh, there's plenty of information there. So I encourage you to do it. But in the meantime, Jack, I'll speak to you later on. Yeah, see you later, mate. Bye-bye. Again, a massive thanks to Jack, a.k.a. Ezekiel, for his time. A reminder, please head over and support the show over on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash foot in review. We will be back, as previously mentioned, on Monday. So, of course, join in for that. Please subscribe to the feed of the show, available for all good podcast providers, whether that is Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever program you use. Just search for us and you will get that content straight to your device as soon as a show is released. But there is just one thing for me to do, and that is to drop it. Drop it. Drop it. F-U-T. 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 T. 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 T.